This is your friendly DM Peter, and you're listening to the Dungeons, Dragons, and Dice podcast. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Dungeons, Dragons, and Dice. I am your DM, Peter, and welcome to the very first session for our campaign. Let's virtually go around the table and introduce ourselves. Uh, all right, how about you start off, Greg? What's up, my dudes? It's your boy, Gregolis. Hey, that's me, and I'll be playing your most favorite dwarf, Gleon Smashstone. Hey, what's up, everybody? Uh, I'm Ty Wilson, and I will be playing Barack Grimsky. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome. My name is Christopher Somerville, and I I will be playing Perry Longboffin. He's a happening, don't you know? Gonna be fun. Check it out. Uh, hey, everybody. My name is Amanda, and I'll be playing Wawa Tessie. Perfect. Perfect. Clean. Great. Yeah. So, the whoops, let me fix that one up again. The the idea of a session zero is to kind of figure out what we all want to play and make sure we're making a campaign, not just for me, not just for Greg, not just for Chris, not for just one person, it's for everyone. So we like to go over a few points first to make sure we're all aligned for the game for session one coming forward. So let's start off. Let's talk about campaign style. How long do you want this campaign to run for? Do you have like uh, a number of hundred years? Well, like how many sessions do you feel like you'd want this to go for? Do you want this to be a short one, long one, medium sized one? Let me know. I would like, I would say a hundred. I don't know. What is that? It's every other week. Oh shit. So 26 weeks in a year. How long? 26, sorry, that's 20. So 52 weeks in a year, so 26 is the as sessions in a year. Um, so like two years, three years. What are you guys thinking? That was my quick math, by the way. <laughs> I think, however long it takes for us to just have good time, learn something, and a good book to read. Oh, are we? Are we into the voices now? <laughs> and second lunches. <laughs> I don't know. All I right, then. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense to me. We can uh, keep doing this for our session zero. Aye, sounds uh, like yeah. fun. It so sounds like, I mean, uh, depends on what Wawa Tessie wants to do, but I it seems like so far pretty open-ended. Uh, kind of when things naturally end, I guess you would say. Yeah, I think that's uh, probably the best way to, to go about it. Okay. Nice, but the dwarf's life is long, isn't it? And that, yeah, that's right. Um, so let's kind of go into a type of game. Uh, when I mean a type of game, I mean... I'd like the ones where I can kill things. So think, so a murder hobo. So let's think of, um, <laughs> let's think of kind of like the general theme. Do you want something that's lighthearted with some dark tones like do you want like high fantasy grim dark fantasy which like think of like a dark souls game uh like something tim burton-esque or do you want something that's kind of like world of warcraft do you want something that's kind of uh middle earth which is i find that world of warcraft is kind of like the high high fantasy then middle earth is kind of like 
magics around, but it's not really that big a deal. And then you have your grim dark, where magic might be very rare, but it's also this terrible nightmare of uh, monsters and demons. There's there's dwarves in World of Warcraft, right? Yeah. <laughs> then that's the way it should be. Um, I think it'd be really cool to. Hey, where'd the voice go? It comes and goes. Uh, it comes and goes. I think... So essentially, whatever you think your world is, um, I'm pretty... I've played different... So I haven't, I've actually never played World of Warcraft, um, but I, I love Lord of the Rings setting. Um, if we're doing 5e, Lord of the Rings is going to be difficult mm-hmm. because magic is extremely more prevalent than it is in, in Lord of the Rings. Um, but it, it, saying that, you know, Lord of the Rings ideation and culture and stuff like that, I think... I'm really fascinated with that type, um, you know. And I forget the other things that you listed off. To be honest with you, <laughs> no, it's, it's cool. It's cool. Like, it's, uh, yeah. Do you want like a dark? Do you like? Do you guys like like some some, some kind of dark tones to it? Uh, even though it could be like high fantasy, like World of Warcraft, or like kind of middle fantasy, like Middle Earth. Uh, but it you know it can get dark at times. It can get really cheery at times. It's up to you guys. Yeah, I think that's kind of like middle of the road where um we get i like there, there should be an edge to it i think i think some have having that those darker spots um definitely add for effect and and, and make it a lot more interesting yes. um, than just kind of having like a bubbly high fantasy campaign that's yeah that's sort of like I, I would prefer dark versus bubbly but my yeah. character is going to be bubbly like perry is is uh, very very bubbly so like a dark scene would actually be against his dream but that's essentially what could could be a fight and a goal towards is make the world bubbly i guess if that makes if, if you pick up on what i'm saying yeah um, yeah i think bubbly would be boring but and if there's got to be an edge like ty said um, I, I think more it's more about like um being consequential like there has to be consequences to the things that we yeah. do uh yeah. to make it feel weighty uh, and I think that fits into both of what you guys are saying, like that middle of the road or dark. Like there has to be. I don't. I don't think we should be in the position where we feel like everything we do doesn't really matter, and we're just running through the paces. Like something we should do should have consequences long term down the road and short term. You know, maybe we go into the bar and we talk to the wrong lady, and this dude shows up and is like, "That's my, that's my girlfriend. I'm gonna kick your ass." That kind of stuff. Uh, yeah. but, th- but then also it's like uh, we we take we take um, or, or, or we give a bum on the side of the road uh, a couple couple gold or something and later on he shows up and he's like made us made something of himself uh, that kind of stuff is is kind of what I'm looking for in the world in terms of it being high fantasy low fantasy dark whatever I don't I think that's up to you I think that it's your world and we're squirrels yeah like I mean <laughs> squirrels so like it definitely the world definitely kind of fits into I mean in different regions obviously but there it is has a it does have a high fantasy but I like to call it like high fantasy with an edge like there is consequences there is actions to what happens it's just because I wouldn't say it's bubbly though like there are dark and grim things that happen but when I mean high fantasy I mean like there's you know floating crystals in town and you know maybe some kids learning to be a wizard so he's like in a farm like and he has like a uh, a little straw scarecrow man that he's like casting fireballs at fireballs at because that's he's off for the summer and shit like that so 
it's that's where I'm saying like it's more so magic's a little more accessible. Um, but the is there times where like stuff in my world goes like absolutely tits up? Yeah, it does. Like and it gets people do get messed up. I don't know. Uh, cool. I, floating yeah, I like that. That sounds amazing. I like that. Okay, so my next question to you guys is: This is this all specifically re- related around campaign? Uh, like, what are you guys looking to do? Are you guys looking to like role play? Are you guys about combat? Or do you guys like dungeon delving? Do you like puzzles? Do you like treasure hunting? Do you like this? And this doesn't like this is just kind of giving me ideas to kind of present to you during the campaign like the campaign arc story might take you across a ton of things but if there's one thing that you guys all really really like to do like name your i want all of you guys to name your top three of what you like to do in in D, and then i will kind of like figure out like where the connections are there oh play mystery and i guess puzzles treasure okay yeah, I, I, uh, that's something that I don't. I find doesn't get used enough. Um, Long terms in campaigns, like one shots, there's always a puzzle of some sort, or some sort of mystery that you have to solve. And I find long term campaigns tend to neglect that. Actually, uh, when you brought that up, I hadn't thought about it, but when you brought it up, it makes me think like, yeah, we should be doing more brain stuff. But I'm, uh, I suspect Ty and I are going to be kind of split down the middle with our role play and combat. Uh, I like to do both. Uh, I like to have it fairly balanced, personally. Okay. No, no other, like, I asked for three, Greg. Uh, <laughs> sorry. I, 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 but I, I, said, I said puzzles. Oh, okay. Sorry, dude. Uh, I would say, so yeah, uh, definitely a mix of role-play and combat. I also love character development, so... Uh, increasing storyline for for my character or everybody else's characters um, and intertwining that stuff uh, and then um, I did have this I know I had it uh, yeah role play that's 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 the other one I said that cool. already I don't know yeah role role play combat pretty much fifty fifty right down the middle but I also love like the character development and, and all that stuff uh, are you gonna yell at him are you gonna yell at him now are you gonna well, yell he kinda, at him? okay. <laughs> Because role playing character development are kind of in the same in the same breath for me. It's like, you know, oh, okay. you're, you're yeah. it's like, do you guys like like mm-hmm. another thing? Like, sorry, I, I don't know if I mentioned exploration and stuff like that. Yeah. So so when I when I think of role play, I kind of think of like the interactions between characters. Where if I think of character development, it's the uh, like you know leveling up, um, but also. Like oh, magical okay. items, magical items, and and backstory for a certain character and stuff like that. I kind of break that up into. Beauty. That's what I meant when I was talking about that. That that way. Then I will make that an official point. So suck it, Greg. Got um, him. <laughs> Amanda, what about you? I don't really have the history to. What is that really loud? <laughs> I I don't really have the history of like playing to know. Fair. What I well, like when you played last time, like what did you really enjoy about playing it? Like, so you like role playing pretty much. You like talking to characters, getting to know them. I'm guessing is that a, is that a fair assumption, or are you just kind of like I'll just roll with whatever right now? Um, I think I'm willing. Like, I just want to explore and learn more of that stuff because I didn't. I don't 
because yeah, I am new. I want to be able to try as much as I can of everything, right? Yeah. I don't. I don't want to be limited to just one skill set. Yeah. Let me let me be clear and say like these are just things I want to like highlight. There might be some things that everyone that doesn't like like that they don't like doing might actually show up and you might end up having to do it for a part of the story or like you know if you're gonna be going down that route but like this is something that i know that like if you guys really enjoy so obviously role play is sitting out there a lot so there'll be opportunities to role play a lot you know i'll make sure that's built in but yeah amanda good point i'm just gonna give i'm gonna try and give you like the buffet of D, and you can pick and choose from what you like <laughs> Sounds great. All right. So that kind of gives me an idea of campaign style and length and like what we're looking to do. But let's kind of go over the next few points. Won't be too long. Uh, Experience. How do you guys want to track experience? Do you guys like getting XP? Do you like seeing numbers? Or do you like just kind of being told like, hey, milestone leveling, which is like, hey, after this fight, you guys are all level one. Hell yeah. Milestones. Milestone. Yeah. All right, perfect. And I'm going to ask you. you every session if we've leveled up. And I will say... Did hey. you hear Chris? Did you hear Chris? No, what do you say? He does? He does. Oh, every God. session. Yeah. After slap, Greg asks... on the wrist. After Greg asks, asks every, like, five sessions, he's going to D-level. Um, <laughs> and also, how and where do you guys want to level up? So do you want to level up after a long rest, short rest... Uh, at the end of a session, and then you're expected to come to the next session leveled up. What do you What do you guys want? After every session, <laughs> I'm good at the long rest. I uh, I haven't yeah, had, long rest. Cool. I haven't had an issue with with waiting for a long rest to to level up. Um, okay, I like I like the long rest. Greg used to make us wait like a bunch of them. Yeah, that's okay. how that works. Uh, the, uh, if we can get, I know some of the early levels it happens, uh, you know, more quickly. But even if we could come into the each session, if we're going to do it on a long rest, um, with a heads up that like, hey, if you know, right. if how depending on how far you get, could, you might, you guys might be leveling up the session. So just make sure you have your stuff prepared for, for cool. your character leveling. Cool. And that would yeah. be cool. If you're like, hey, you might level up this this session if you don't, uh, if you're not dumb, and then yeah. I'll let them know. I'll, I'll make a note to let you guys know in advance. Yeah. yeah. That way we can it can be a little more seamless and we're not scrounging around for spells yeah. and, and do stuff. Cool. That brings uh, the experience part out uh, of there. But like, so I know we already kind of have our characters all made up, uh, but let's go ahead and kind of go into homebrew. Um, we talked about how some spells and cantrips are handled. So this is more so for you guys. Uh, I know we spoke about like counter spell uh, and stuff. That's going to be a reaction. Uh, if anyone's played magic, the gathering, it's more so like an instant spell cast card where you can pretty much be like, yeah. So, you know, it's like, you almost be like, okay, no, I'm not, I'm just throwing that card out right now. And like, you've activated my trap card, stuff like that. Yeah. That's how I've, I've played with counter spell as well. It's uh, it's instance. It's it's essentially playing an instant. Um, okay. Yeah. Um. Uh. I also wait. Like are you to talking handle... about counter charm or counter spell? Counter spell, counter charm, like anything that's like. Are we talking about the bard thing that we all had a yes. very long conversation about? Yes. Yes. Sweet. So it's a reaction, not an action. It's a reaction, not an action. So um, essentially, what we're saying is, if a baddie goes 
goes, uh, boom, I'm charming, yeah. I'm charming your mate. I can go, oh, I have a reaction as a bard. Yeah. Okay, yep. sweet. I um, agree also, with that 100%. Uh, as I like to call them, social spells uh, can be used out of combat. Can be used without being uh, spell slots being used up. What does that mean? It means like if you have something like, um, let's say, charm person in a spell slot, and it's not being used in a combat scenario, I'm not going to be a dick and tell you guys not to use. Not and if anyone does this, I'm not saying you're a dick, but I'm just saying. Uh, I found that a <laughs> nice lot of people. Campion. I found a lot of people don't. Uh, in my campaigns, kind of get annoyed when they can't use a spell, and I'm like, "Okay, hey, mark down a spell slot." But if it's something like you're in town and you're fucking with the the shopkeeper and you want to charm him to see what happens, you're not going to mark down a spell slot. But if it's something like pivotal, like you're trying to charm a guard to get into a prison to go lock get this to break this person out, that's when a spell slot's going to be used. So think of it in a social aspect. If it doesn't do damage and it's just kind of like willy-nilly like just trying to show off that you can do spells you're not going to mark down a spell slot but when it does damage and when it's pivotal to a story aspect that's when spell slots are going to be used and that's just for prepared spell and that's just for huh and it's just i just sorry i've interrupted you i just think that's absolutely amazing Thank that's you. cool. Yeah, that's yeah, super I, cool, man. Yeah, like and I think I think you nailed it. With some people be hesitant to use spells, which could be stale, and I, I think that's great um, from a player's perspective. But I would ask that, hey, can you just be like, don't need a spell slot for that. Yeah, I always call it out. I'm like, don't worry, you didn't use a spell slot for that. Cool. Um, that's, that's incredible. That's oh my god. <laughs> but you also also you do not. Um, it's this is only for your prepared spells. So keep that in mind. I always like to put think of spell slots like a like a gun in a revolver. Quick, quick <laughs> uh, like, question. Sorry, to, yeah, I'm a bard, so all of my spells are prepared. Yes, it's different, times. but like if you're a wizard, you have your spell book yeah. that you pull spells from daily. So yeah. let's just say whoever is a, a caster like that would pull their spells and they would use that and have them in their spell slots as their prepared spells yeah. for the day. Okay? So they can only they can only use those prepared ones for, for they, so in a social environment instantly, instantly. Yeah. If they cool. want to use a spell that is in their slot. spell book, they no, if they want to use a spell that's in their spell book that was not prepared for the day, they have to wait the full amount of time to do it. Okay. That's very cool. So if your spell if your spell takes 15 minutes to cast, and if it was prepared, it'd be instant. Well, if you want to do it for some reason, you have to take the 15 minutes. So it, in crucial times, you don't want to really do it. But if you're like fucking around in town, you can take the time to do it and it's fine. Right. It's like it's like ritual casting. Yes. Yeah. Is there anything, any questions on that? Like, is I, I mean, I know I, it's... I have to figure out how to play a wizard. So I, I forgot that. For I just have to figure out how to play a wizard and then I'll ask questions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no worries, no worries. <laughs> yeah, uh... uh do it. Sorry, I had a question just pertaining to spells because I know mm-hmm. rangers ranger spells are a little bit um, yeah, not there's not that many of them, but um, I know with the new UA content, um, you could on a long rest, I think switch out one spell of yep. the same spell spell level. Are you cool with that? That's absolutely, uh, absolutely. Cool. I think that's coming in with Tasha's hideous. Uh, sorry, Tasha's cauldron of everything awesome so, yeah. so that i'm i'm always game with that uh that's kind of like a homebrew thing as well um and obviously i always go with the matthew mercer rule of cool like if it sounds cool 
I mean, you might fuck up doing it, uh, but I'm more than welcome that essentially into that. Um, like, I always want, if you want to say, like, I want to do like a, I want to grab onto that rope, swing myself over, and I want to stab that person like with like an acrobatics attack, right? I will make you do the rolls. I'm not going to say, no, you can only do like, you can only stab in your turn during a fight. No, you can do, you can flavor it, make it cool, make it fun. Like, it's, we're fucking it's a fucking show you know everyone's gotta have fun uh awesome. so i always like the rule of cool so may, always like try like i know you guys already from talking you guys are already really creative but make it creative make it fun um there are something oh sorry go ahead sorry go ahead amanda uh i had a question about spells um yeah. if we so for materials during spells do we are you expecting us to have the materials for each one of the spells that we're casting if it requires them good question um i know some some uh people have focuses and you know like material bags i'm not gonna say all right amanda i need you to get four clovers and one cat's tail for this to actually go off right um but if you say i go top up on my material spells like i'm i'll get back to you on guys uh, guys on that one just in case uh, but I am not a stickler with it. I don't make a ranger count their arrows. Uh, mm-hmm. But if you Perfect. say I'm topping up, I'm topping up when I go to town to get arrows. I expect that you know that, like, if you bought fifty arrows, you're going to mark them down. Kind I, of thing, I find right? in, in yeah. my experience, the typical flow for that has been like specifically for like spell components has been mm-hmm. um, uh, there's there are like a few major spells that might require it. Like, I think it was like great, greater restoration requires like some big diamond or something like that, uh, Mm -hmm. where you're like, eh, you probably should have it for that. But like for most spells, everybody's just like, whatever, who cares? Cause otherwise it becomes super tedious. Right. Yeah. I mean like even Amanda for you, like Druid, a Druidic focus can be like, you can use a sprig of mistletoe mistletoe or holly as a spell casting focus as described in the spell casting section. So you can always use that instead of getting the materials, right? And I think- so that was that was part of my question too, is that if I'm using, like say I have a sprig of mistletoe for my druidic focus and then a spell calls for it, I don't lose that sprig of mistletoe, right? Like I still have that. It doesn't disappear because I've used the spell. Right, it doesn't. It doesn't. At least in my, in my games, I don't... I hate having to make people constantly go in and top up in towns while that also brings good role-playing opportunities. But, uh, I think a spell focus is probably just the best to kind of get around things. You know, wizards have their like orbs and stuff like that or whatever. It's always, it's flavored. I want you to flavor it the way you like it. Wizards have a book. We have our spell book and that's That's it. Yeah. So are you guys okay with that? Like with like just 100%. using your focus and using your focuses. And if it's a spell uh, that you don't know, and let's say it's a spell outside of your class, for some reason, you would need the components to try and cast it at a very difficult, okay. at a very, very, very steep difficulty. So speaking, speaking of difficulties, I actually have a question. There's something I've seen in some of the more recent stuff I've been watching where the DM actually says like, okay you want to do that like it's weird it's crazy i'm not gonna say no but i it's gonna be a dc of like 20 or a dc of 25 100 do that 100 okay, do okay. that so you tell um, us what we're aiming for 
so case in point, just listening to the most uh, to the most recent podcast episode of Critical Role, uh, one of the guys was just trying to see if his uh, spell was still on within the hour, and he just made him roll a, a d20 plus his intelligence modifier, and he said, if it's above an 11 plus, you hit it. And he didn't hit it, so he's like, hey, my spell's worn off. Um, I would, I, if it's stuff like that, it's like, okay, let's, you know... Are you still holding on to this thing? Okay, hold it. Do a strength check. You and if it's like a really difficult thing, I'll be like, okay, you need like an eighteen or higher to get this kind of thing. So I'll, I'll, That's I'll cool. Yeah, I personally like that. I think it brings. Um, I won't do it all the attention. Time. No, but what I like about it, it's for the big moments, right? It's like, yeah. hey, listen, can I jump off of this wall, grab that ladder, climb across it, drop down, and stab this guy in the back? Well. Sure, that's pretty cool sounding, Batman. But this is the role that you have to get to make that happen. I like us knowing. I like the. I like the audience knowing. I like to. I, to me, I just I thought think that brings a a level of tension to the game, which makes it. Really I cool. only do it in tense intense moments, really. Yeah. yeah. Uh, or even after it happens, and if you failed, or if you passed, and it'd be like, okay, dude, that was really close. You just got a nineteen. You were supposed to get. You needed an eighteen. Like you're lucky. Like kind of stuff like that. I always like pointing that shit out. That's cool. uh, uh, but that that's pretty much it for homebrew. Other than like we're playing in uh, Aslos, the world. Uh, for obviously certain people, they're gonna have more information on the history of the world and the gods of the world and maybe the creation story. So once we start getting into that, like uh, your characters, I'm gonna start sending you guys info. Uh, if I feel like your character needs to know this, you don't need to like write out say it to people, but it's always good to have in the background. And obviously, don't worry in history checks and stuff like that. I'll always remind you. I'll always tell you. Um, insight checks. I like to personally tell a person. I like to DM or whisper in their ear. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't want to let everyone know what's going on because it ruins a story element. Uh, I like to whisper and tell the person who got the insight check or got that secret message or got that something that no one else should really know about. I will make sure that person only knows. Uh, obviously, because we're doing it in a digital format, I might even say, all right, everyone leave the channel for a second, except Ty. Ty, well, well, yeah, that's We have a whispers channel in the in the Discord. Yeah. Hey, case in point, if anyone wants, wants to join the Derpwood uh, Discord, link will be in wherever you're watching this i'll see myself out. <laughs> so that's pretty much the homebrew uh style of things and that's we only got a few more points and i'm sorry guys i know i'm talking my ass off but uh, any questions so far or any like things you want to add in i'm not uh, i'm not holding this i'm not holding court here it's a uh, democracy I do. I do have a question, actually, because um, I I don't have a problem or a question about what you've already outlined. My question is more about like how flexible you are to implement things as we go along. Because I think we're all going to be growing as we go and learning like what other people do and things. And are you open to, and flexible to bring things that we hear outside of this in? I am very open to trying something and if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. I'm not going to be like, no, this is my way or the highway. Um, I want to try stuff out. I've tried a ton of session planning things differently. I've tried a, a ton of other like monster and uh, the encounter planning off of other people's uh, stuff. But 
I'm always open to trying something and that we can always talk about to um, I'm always open to developing new systems too. Uh, so if like, for instance, if we're working on like a crafting system or something like that, like I want to work with the person on that and try and cool. in- introduce it. So that I'm, I'm always open to it. Uh, but if it doesn't work, I'm not going to bend myself over backwards to try and make it work. You know, I love that. I'm, I'm, I'm I try to be like liquid flowing good be like water exactly all right quick uh quick little thing on table rules kind of handling absences how do you guys want to do that do you want your character to be uh kind of like whisked off somewhere do you want to say you're dead that too um (laughs) You, you want your character to be like distracted <laughs> doing something or do you want me to, to play them or do you want them to kind of just follow along silently and nothing happens to them? Preferably I... you don't bring babies to the table. <laughs> Fuck you. Ouch. <laughs> um, I think Sorry, Greg, that's... you gotta leave. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. That was oh good. crit! Okay, so for absences, I think the best way to handle it is, um, you know, how the story is going to unfold for you that day and essentially how you planned it. Um, so, like, if it's pivotal that the character is there, uh, you know, then you can play that that day. Or maybe they're just kind of in the back, like, they're present and in, in, in the background. Maybe they're not going to be put in the initial in, in the initiative role type thing and maybe they'll have a comment here and there that makes so they're very much in the background but the player still stays in the same place um, unless maybe it's pivotal and it requires everyone to be present and active and you it doesn't make sense to have them in the background then just be like they're distracted doing something for the day or maybe they're sick for the day or you know what I mean like whatever mm-hmm. you want because um, ideally you even... want to continue going with the session that day unless nobody can make it right I would um I would also like to if it was ever like a big pivotal moment and someone had access to their phone I would just text them and be like hey this is what's happening how do you want to do this too. and like yeah, that, I would that works too. I would try and like role play your character doing that um so obviously the next question is is kind of redundant are we going to swear I think we've said that yes we will like we're going to have swear we're not we're going to I'm not going to sugarcoat it i'm not i'm not the most eloquent with language so i like to throw in swears uh but do is there a point where we're like okay guys that's too much or are we just gonna kind of let it go i, I think we will talk about it uh, yeah i think this group's pretty good with it though um yeah i know that we it, it's never been an issue in the past of us um yeah like kind of going over the top so i, th- I think we're good that way and okay. but yeah we, we can definitely we, talk about it if we have an issue d- I defer to the fact that we are streaming. Twitch has general rules and guidelines, and they're all common sense guidelines, and I think we all have common sense here. Uh, and we're not going to say inappropriate things, and I don't think in any of our hearts that we feel inappropriate things. So I think we're good with that. Okay. Okay, cool. Um, obviously, distractions at the table, how we feel about that. I... Uh, I sometimes, you know, if the person just constantly, if I'm like saying like, hey, so-and-so, hey, so-and-so, hey, so-and-so, like this is what's happening. I'll, I'll probably talk to you about a distraction at the table, but 
I'm not going to be a stickler and be like, don't be on your fucking phone or like, don't like, I would never, I mean, I would never say to you, man, don't have the child at the, at the table. Like it's your kid. <laughs> don't be changing <laughs> diapers in the middle of the game. Okay. I mean, it, it, the baby it, can wait. Yeah. So it, it's not like a, it, it's not a big thing for me, but if it's like where I'm constantly having to message someone be like, Hey, by the way, like we're asking for you or like a couple times and maybe, we'll talk about it, like a couple sessions, but I don't think it's a big, big deal. What, what about you guys? Yeah. Say cross that bridge when it comes. Yeah. Um, yeah. That being said, I, I think the ultimate goal here, we've all kind of said is to be as professional as possible mm-hmm. and, and be invested. Um, and, and Peter, I think that's a two way street. Like if, if we're all realizing we're being distracted, maybe it means that something where you're not getting our attention and we need to have a conversation yeah yeah on on that end which i doubt it i'm just saying no it's a good point very good point lastly uh this is a big one uh what is like a no-go for everyone at the table what's like something that you do not want to see in the story in the table at all is this like absolutely get it the fuck out like i don't want it Mm. yeah don't talk about my height Okay. Yeah. I just, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, what's a red flag for you? What's something you do not want to hear? What's triggering to uh, you? I hate to use so, that word for triggering. I think that, uh, like, what we've or I've used in the past for that is like, I don't want to, you know, hear or see. Sorry, I shouldn't say hear. Um, if it's in the past and it's a story, like, rape is is one thing i guess but uh, like i don't want you to be describing like a scene that way yeah um i think that's kind of it's, it's contextual, you know, not without right? saying but yeah contextual like if it's in a backstory i know that barack that was in his backstory before his mother was raped and that kind of stuff but um that's changing now uh but I think that like if there's a scene going on and like you know raping and pillaging blah blah blah, that's not i don't know that's not something that i don't think a lot of people want to hear about in my humble I, opinion but yeah. I, will, I will second that i don't think it need, it has any place in a, in a fantasy world um yeah. it, that's yeah that's pretty much is it. that like any a regular of- thing because this comes up often and i yeah. I, it blows my uh, mind I'll- I'll give you an example dude um it seems every single sort of and it's something you may not be aware of but it's almost like every single historic or fantasy realm or back in the day realm in every movie or tv show there needs to be there's always a rape scene and 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 i guess it's i guess it's it's a really cheap way for hollywood to present oh this is the olden days but there's so much more that you can do to create how difficult the world is like such as yeah there's no toilets you know what i mean like there's no yeah. there's no washing hand you know what i mean but yeah. I, it, it's so prevalent in today's culture and it's just absolutely yeah. unnecessary to have this scene it's it's like any like any any tv show that's back in the day with yeah sword, swords and shields combat it's almost every like, fucking you can take game of thrones there's multiple in that yeah. yeah, yeah. In like every variation possible, it's in Game of Thrones. Yeah. And that, I really hate that, honestly. Yeah, I, don't I, th- I think there's just so much a more creative way you can create anger and you know, um, differently other than just having a yeah. 
that happens to a woman it's just so and it's yeah. all it is normalizing it and desensitizing it and it's and it's it doesn't belong in a fantasy set, setting it really doesn't yeah yeah i'd agree with that and and again like the other stuff that we've all talked about off the air is like we're not here to be discriminatory in any way shape or form um there are topics of of racism and sort of slavery within the confines of a fantasy world that i think we probably or, or potentially may talk to or talk about but uh as long as contextually again i'm saying that again contextually it's done in the vein that makes sense that we're saying we are not okay with that because i'm speaking for everybody i'm pretty sure we are not okay with any of that um that's that's the important thing that that that's understood through the uh process of the entertainment yeah yeah um yeah because like it it's it's so tough especially in a fantasy world where slavery could be something from like goblins being run by like a criminal warlord or you know yeah like you know kobolds being run by a dragon they're and they're essentially enslaved into that and then but then you know there's obviously the other side of the coin where it's like someone's taking a race like the drow or orcs and putting them in slavery which totally is not cool and i mean in any way shape or form it shouldn't like that should never be allowed and it's such a it's an interesting topic within D and tabletop rpgs and fantasies that like these races like kobolds and goblins and like whatever they're always almost put to that subservient yeah. level and i i think there's always gonna be um, like a, hi- a hierarchy that exists that way, um, just because that's that's what you know that's what the, the, the yeah. fantasy world kind of is, and I I'm I'm cool with that. You know, it's 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 something that as long as things can be done tastefully, then that's mm-hmm. I think that's the, the most think, important part. I think we're all ad- adult cool. enough, and I think that we're all you know pretty pretty on the on the ball. Sorry, go ahead, Chris. Yeah, I've been interrupting you the whole time, so I apologize. I think you said it, but doesn't Critical Role campaign to have have a subject of slavery and racism involved in it? Absolutely, with the yeah. with the Jothian and the uh, yep. the Dwendal yeah. here. So yeah. if they're if they're doing that successfully in today's culture, with maybe I'm wrong, but the majority of their fan base being left ideology, um, think. If they're doing it successfully, then I think it can be done successfully. Maybe that's yeah. maybe yeah. maybe we'll fast forward later on, later on in our time and realize that was wrong. But currently, I think if if something like Critical Role can get away with it, perhaps we can too. Um, Amanda, what do you think about that? I what I was gonna say is that if that is a topic that comes up in one of the sessions or multiple sessions, whatever then that could be something that we debrief about at the end of the session and be like, we do not support this. Well, yeah. Yeah. Just, just as like a precaution and be like, we don't want people being slaves. Like we're not okay with that. 
yeah. Okay. I mean, and and I and I also like to I always like to, to talk about like racism in, in this game too. And I pointed out to I I think I read this online somewhere. And essentially, you know, the majority of us are, are white guys. We're just yeah. a bunch of white guys playing, and we can play in a fantasy world where racism is is a subject matter or a plot because we never fucking lived through it. So it's like we we can just lollygag and make a story of it. Whereas some people are legitimately living that life, and it's not a fantasy, it's not a plot story. You know what I mean? So it's kind of, but then again, like I, I draw back. If Critical Role can get away with it, maybe we can. But that's where I'm kind of I try to lay my hands off of that. Say, okay, well. What do I know about that being acceptable or not? Yeah, and that's and that's the the difficulty in it, right? And I think it's takes someone as like a white person to acknowledge that there is, you know, there's obviously we don't experience it some, but it's hard, and it, it's hard. It's a difficult thing to discuss, and we want to be able to approach it from a respectable spot right yeah i think that not touching on this you know especially in a fantasy world there's you know orcs and elves don't get along uh you know humans and orcs don't get along like that 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 stuff's just kind of it's almost uh there's historical Uh, precedents it's historical precedents yeah and so i think that if we're if we're just ignoring the whole thing as a whole that's not gonna that doesn't help at all yeah i don't want to ignore it I don't want to ignore it, but I don't want to run at it yeah. head on. If it exactly. comes up yeah. naturally, then I would yeah. love to make sure we're going in the right in the right way. Right. Yeah. yeah. All right. Cool. I mean, any other kind of brings the table rules thing down. But does anyone want to any like points that were things they want to bring to the table that like they don't want to have at the table or like anything on any questions oh, actually there is something i wanted to clarify amongst the players um i assume we're okay just because i've played with all of you before but um none of us are playing evil characters right no, that was in my next point so. yeah. that was in my <laughs> next point uh yeah so i mean if we're gonna jump in let's go to, let, let's talk about character creation so uh from what i understand i'm I assume now it's mostly good or neutral, right? Uh, for yeah. char- your characters, yeah, that's correct. Yeah, no yeah, heal Amanda, turns. No, Amanda and I are playing neutral, chaotic neutrals, I believe. Okay, cool. So I generally don't like. I'm not going to be that much of an asshole on you guys about like your uh, your actions, but oh, I yeah. I like to kind of I like to try and give you like a three strike rule like three big things that your character does that is outside your alignment so if you're good and you go and kill a random citizen or purposely or you know the person who's begging for your help you slap them in the face like i will actually mark that down i will notify you after be like hey listen you're kind of teetering close but you can also get rid of those strikes let me just say that too by doing something else uh but I like to go on a three-strike method. That's and great. So it's like, that's, the, it's that's... like the fable rule. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but you, you could always bring it back, but you can also go down and your alignment will change. I've never had to per- personally have someone, a lot, their alignment change unless they wanted their alignment to change. And that was that's a different side story with my brother. But uh, 
Uh, yes, I will always not notify you. And uh, usually when I say there's a three strike method, everyone fucking kind of stays in line. And it's not not to I just don't want murder hobos running around saying they're good. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, totally. Um, So that's that that that's in line with what we were talking about earlier or what I was talking about earlier about it being a consequential world that we live in. There are consequences to all of our actions at all times. And I think that's important. Right. So two other points. Uh, you guys will be starting at level three. Yeah. Uh, uh, sorry, another another point after that too. Uh, you guys will be allowed to select feats. So if you don't know what feats are, uh, they're features, not feet. No feet picks from Greg. Yeah. Uh, it'll be <laughs> feats. So you can uh, you can find those on. Actually, I don't know if you can find them on D and D Beyond. If you guys can't access yeah, you, them easily, a lot of them. You can. Yeah, oh, yeah, so yeah. you can you you can access a lot of them. Also, um, oh shit, we can bring you Greg. into yep. Yeah, I'm going to send it to those invites right now. Okay, perfect. Um, we have a campaign where we've actually purchased a lot through D and D Beyond. So oh, if you, you guys do, log you into do. that, you'll you'll have access to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So tons of shit. So yeah, feats. You're starting at level three, and oh shit, what was the other one I was gonna say? I just want to say I have unusually small feet, so. <laughs> okay, well, you can buy new feet. With I've that. got yeah. I've got hairy hobbit feet. If that. Helps. Oh yeah, likewise. Yeah. Um, say, well, and, hopefully we don't have to sell those, you know, feet picks later no. on, guys. Let's try not <laughs> to get there. Let's be successful without it. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we don't. We don't need to be making only fans over here. <laughs> Um, multi-classing will be available at level five. Uh, so if you want a multi-class level five, you'll be able to start doing that. Oh, that changes my build. Oh, that changed. Okay. Sorry guys. Yeah. I, I realized I kind of was backwards in what I was talking about. I apologize, but I mean, it's better. We're doing this now beforehand. I fucked it up. Yeah. It's totally on me. I just was not thinking right that day. Cause I think both of you asked me about it on the same day. So, yes, so no uh, problem. I will. Are you saying that my character have feats in general instead of ability modifier? Are you saying that we can we start with the feet? You can uh, on top of your normal like racial ability modifiers. You can have one feet on top of it. Oh Holy snap! Crap. That's cool. That's, yeah, I just I always. Oh think shit! Fun. Okay. Yeah, yeah I like the, that's fun. Uh, but, uh, uh, yeah, I'll have to that's why. Mostly pick split. human variants because I value the feats so so much. So. Huh. So many two feet. <laughs> I have a playing a hobbit already, so whatever. <laughs> I'll be honest, I hate having uh, games feel so rigid because like the feats are like oh like that 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 makes that person overpowered. That makes person overpowered. It's like no fucker, just make the things tougher. <laughs> that's yeah. it. That's uh, my that's my response to things. Um that hundred and ten percent. Make your character and, and make your characters cooler. So yeah, I want you to guys that you guys to have so mult so once again apologies on that multiclassing at level five. Um, you're good. you're starting at level three. You will be able to pick a feat on and top. We level of up your, every session, right? So we're good. no, so no. <laughs> um, you get your your ability attributes, your racial attributes, and a feat. Um, and yeah, create your characters on D and D Beyond, please, uh, for the time being. And the final one I always like to end on is death. How do you guys want to have approach death if, or hopefully never, your character dies? 
do you want there to be an ability in this high fantasy world to be able to resurrect uh, or do you want to just reroll a new character I like to leave it up to you guys but I want to know if there's an option to resurrect if you guys would be interested in taking it uh, I mean yeah yeah what we, uh, for an option for resurrection like without you know, like cleric your, terms like your of it. team so i would say your team if you don't have a cleric that can actually resurrect uh there would be like almost a quest sent forth for your team to go resurrect your characters and then you would re-roll you would roll almost like a brigand or someone that would help them in that time or you can just uh if you have a cleric or someone that can actually resurrect you from the dead you just do it that way um it's tough to say now because you always want to wait till like your characters actually you're like a little bit more into your characters but i feel like you guys kind of know what you want so far but uh yeah let's leave it as an option to resurrect uh if there's no resurrection available you guys can seek it out let's just say that cool that's kind of what i'm used to playing anyway that if for some reason you have to you pretty much have to purchase someone who can <laughs> yeah yeah like max the miracle worker and princess bread um <laughs> but yeah that's pretty much it that's 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 a session zero it went a little long but uh yeah it looks like we kind of have an idea of what we want to play in uh aslos awesome i think with the resurrection thing like i think that in the beginning it makes more sense to have the ability to resurrect and then like later down the line maybe like a year from now if you die you don't want to play the same character so then it would make sense to just roll a new one right yeah and that's a good point i always like to bring it up to the player and be like hey do you want to make the new character do you not want to i it's totally up to you guys if you guys don't really want to be resurrected i'm not going to force you guys to resurrect that's but that you. could be something that we talk about at like our monthly session, like meetings or whatever, right? Is that if we're at a point where we still want to keep resurrecting or if we want to start rolling? For yeah. Yeah. Or even like, or even if, you know, you're tired of the character and you're like, look, I'm kind of, my character's not developing as at all. Like I almost want him to be like his adventure's done or their, her adventure's done. You know, we will... And then, you know, we'll work on a way to exit the character out. If you guys don't really want to do that, like they can kind of, you know, ride off into the sunset and live their lives. But if you want to introduce a new character, we're all, I'm always open to do that. I just don't want to be switching characters every friggin' month. It's just, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's on those big things. Uh, anyone who's watched Critical, like Campaign 1, you know, Scanlan mm-hmm. taking that little break. Right. That was that was fitting and that was great. And then you got the you got Terry and Darrington, who was also equally as good, but, you know, nothing yeah. beats Scanlan. Um, I was going to say, let's be serious, he was not equally as good, alright? No. <laughs> no. Triceratops Scanlan is the... The is pinnacle the of druid. <laughs> the pinnacle of druid excellence. The, 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 the pinnacle, yeah, exactly. The pinnacle of, uh, what's it called? Uh, uh, polymorph excellence. Oh, That was just unreal. One final question. Do you guys want to previously know each other not know each other at all do some of you want to know each other before going into this or do you guys want to be like thrust into a situation do you want like how, how do you want to how do you guys want to meet in a general way i always think uh, thrust into a situation is kind of fun uh, but uh, if there's 
backstories that may be able to intertwine, then I don't mind, uh, you know, kind of coming in as like a group or, or something like that. It's yeah, yeah I'm, I'm really open to whatever. And it doesn't have to be everyone. Keep in mind. So like uh, Amanda, for you, if you want to like latch, not, not latch on, but you how we've talked about your character, maybe there's one person that you've known before that you brought into this or you kind of like happened upon them it's i I just want to know if majority of you guys want to meet like just randomly and you're thrust into a situation then i will work that in or if someone you know says like oh i want this person this person to be like traveling partners then i'll work that in too um i I think uh go ahead amanda sorry (laughs) i think for my character it would make sense to know let one person going into a group because she isn't very good with people, right? She's never been around people. So to just all of a sudden meet a group and then be okay with people doesn't really make sense for her. It would make sense for her to be comfortable with one person and maybe have known them for like a couple weeks or something and then be introduced to other people. Okay, perfect. That's great. Amanda, why don't we talk about our um, uh, our backstories a bit more? That might be a uh-huh. good... Uh, um, yeah, we might be able to work something out that way, that way. Yeah, I actually... My backstory is pretty intense, and I wanted to make sure that everybody was on board with what my vision was of, like, going forward in the first few sessions, too. So I had planned on posting my backstory on... Uh, the discord just to make sure that everybody is good with that because it's kind of yeah 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 perfect i think that's great yeah Yeah, what she's saying is it it requires um everybody signing off that will be comfortable kind of encouraging her and understand where her character's coming from and where she wants to take it and i think it's important that we kind of all do that as well um, and that's why we've talked about, like, in the past about building each other's backstories and then uh, revealing the parts that aren't the secret secrets. Like, we don't want to reveal everything, but kind of reveal our motivations and why we're doing and why we're here because it gets us all thinking about that. As a Yeah. Kid. Yeah, and then that's, that's perfect. I think after this, we should just, like, kind of put a little bit of, like, hey, this is why I'm out doing stuff. This is not, like, the full story. It's, like, I just, I'm... Um, you know, yeah, I'm the rough, rough around the edges, da, 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 et cetera, et cetera. Um, obviously, for Amanda's character, it's a little bit different, and you'll see. Uh, I've already spoken with Amanda about it. I love the character and fully endorse whatever she's going to do with it. So as long as you guys sign off on it, we're great. But I know that now Amanda's character wants to have at least one person that she knows so yeah. I'll allow you, I'm not going to tell you, I'm not going to group you guys up with whatever. If you, if you and like Ty, you said you guys are going to talk about your your characters. If you guys end up saying like, like okay, well, Ty's character and Amanda's character will enter the, the session one together, then I will put that in the notes and you guys can tell me, you know, I've been, we've been knowing, we've known each other for months or we've met each other two days ago. Uh, uh, Greg, uh, Chris, what do you guys prefer do you guys want to be I'm, like what about you what i am totally indifferent uh, i i'm comfortable doing and being wherever you want to put me and i will role play the shit out of it so <laughs> I, I have the exact same boat um essentially i'm gonna work with my backstory with you um i'm very very on board with helping 
someone's background it sounds like you've got some ideas so if you can incorporate our backgrounds into that as well to and that could be our starting point that's great yeah so like i'm the, I'm the same way yeah, yeah. so ultimately uh, i'm i'm a bard so we're starting at a tavern and i'm performing and everybody no shows. we're Done. not doing we're not that's starting a game goes. like that Damn um <laughs> i just want to take everyone's backstories into account as to per- possibly why they would be in the same area at once uh, I usually have an explanation uh, for that, and you might not all start in the same area, but you might start in the same vicinity, let's just yeah. say. Um, but yeah, that's it, guys. Uh, you know, I encourage you guys to kind of, you know, Ty uh, and, and Amanda talk about the backstory a bit. Let me know what you guys think if you guys want to kind of latch on and start off together. And uh, yeah, let's start fully bringing out the character backstories, and uh, we'll start working on something i mean i'm excited that's, that's great. great yeah sounds awesome so sounds that seems that seems like a good uh place to shut her down for the night and uh get us yeah. prepared give us some time uh for all those who are logged on right now watching this uh stay tuned we're gonna be setting this up in the next couple weeks or so we will let you know uh make sure you follow at d d n d S-H-O-W-D-D-N-D show. That's a mouthful. We're going to get used to that as we get going. And uh, maybe, Ty, you could take us out for our first official Session Zero. (laughs) All right. Thank you, everybody, for watching another episode of Dungeons, Dragons, and Dice. Okay, bye. Out of bounds. Hey.